0: Thumbers, welcome back to another episode of Hyper Heroes here on Hyper Rabbit Power Go. We are very excited to be here for another week of talking about superhero movies. Uh, Hector looks different. Hi. <laughs> Emily I'm Rose Hector Jacobson Navara. is here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Special guest because Hector is in New York doing some press coverage for Shazami. Yep. So he'll, be back. he'll be back next week. I lied. I feel a little bad I lied last week because I said, uh, next week you'll be able to see all three of us together. That was a big old Well, lie.
1: this came out of the blue. So, yeah, yeah. It was, it was as, okay. as many things okay. do. It but thank okay. you for being here. You're,
2: you're welcome. You know, I said I would never do the show unless James Gunn came back to do Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy 3. Was and that a
1: stipulation? Was that in your contract? I said
2: no. Did I sign that? No go. Malika, did I sign
1: that? Oh, you signed remember. that. You, you agreed okay, cool, a long time cool, cool. ago. And yeah. so now
2: I can be here legally.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: But the Avengers trailer did come out yesterday. Uh, What were your thoughts on it?
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) You loved it. (laughs) I loved it.
2: The thing that blew my mind and kind of made me laugh but also kind of threw me was the matching outfits. Right? It's 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 a little – it kind of is throwy because I I associate matching outfits, of course, to more like X-Men, Fantastic Mm -hmm. Four. And so seeing, like, these classic characters we've seen for 10-plus years suddenly – all in very similar outfits. Yeah. It's like seeing the
0: Power Rangers <coughs>
1: walk across the screen. Right, I was right, like, right. I
2: was kind of like thrown for a second. Can I, I like, say that? Oh. We're
0: get, are we getting in trouble for that? Can I say that? No?
1: Okay, cool. <laughs> We're okay. We're okay with that. <laughs> that that was a look of approval. Cool. That was a look Great. of, I like that decision.
2: <laughs> but I'm really excited to see what those suits are. We talked about it a little bit. I'm, ex- I hope they are for Quantum Realm. Mm. I'm very, very I'm curious. i almost.
1: I'm my nerdy brain says it's yeah. 100% certain, but I, yeah. I mean, we haven't seen the movie, so I and yeah. Saying. And there's passage of time, so yeah. it's like yeah. all yeah. those things could have been developed. Right. To see some
2: Captain Marvel there, yeah, very short, Uh very short. I really like, I'm interested to see her interactions with everybody, not Mm -hmm. just Thor, and her talking with everybody, not (laughs) just her standing there,
1: yeah, (laughs) with fury, yeah.
2: But I'm excited to see, I'm I love Black Widow (laughs) having red hair, uh, and so I'm really excited to see that it's back.
0: I I think that choice, and again, they're obviously using that as an indicator of of the progression of time, yeah, Yeah. but to watch that in the trailer and to see her go from. The short blonde hair to longer blonde hair to blonde hair with like red roots to so just full redhead. <laughs> like it's it's how weird much how, time passes. It's in weird how thing. they're
1: playing with us. Yeah. Like they're legit playing with us yeah. because they want us to make those connections. Watch, it's just visual effects, like, <laughs> dude. Marvel <laughs> is known worst. for throwing shots yeah. in there oh, that totally. are not in the movie. Yeah. Like the I cannot stuff. trust. Yeah, I cannot trust anything they yeah. put out at this point.
2: And then I know the one big kind of <clears throat> conspiracy, or like the one big like, oh, is that is that Kate that. Uh, hawkeye kate is bishop? kate bishop yep. is that kate bishop the hawkeye's no. training I don't, think it is. I don't knows. think it
0: is a lot of people online have been saying like no it's i his think daughter. it's a flashback of his daughter because yeah. also too his
2: hair is not completely different yeah. if i were to guess if i were to guess with my uh my classic movie <laughs> predictions like uh. i did for Mary poppins um <laughs> i would guess that that is the moment that nope. they disappear yep. that, that she dusts yeah and yeah. he's like no yeah, I, I, gotta I, get a, I gotta get a i gotta get a mohawk
1: exactly her. And he's like, I have the most exactly. dangerous high fives in the world. Yeah. I think there's gonna be a scene oh. where you see
0: like <laughs> Natasha and him reconnect, like that stuff that we saw in Tokyo. Yeah. yeah. And he's gonna explain to her what happened. Yeah. He's probably been gone for years. He, they don't I know what's mean, happened yeah. to him, and then she explains it and they're like, Oh right. yeah, use all your family decimated. I'm yeah, also yeah. really
2: excited to see Rocket interact with more people because we've only Same. seen Rocket interact really with Thor yeah. and uh, Bucky. Yeah, Bucky
1: a little and, bit. Uh, yeah, and, and, and the Guardians, obviously, and, and and really connect with Groot. Yeah, But it's going to be really interesting to see if he breaks down some barriers mm-hmm. at this point because I'm, they hit that hard in the last one. Yeah. They're like, I know you Oh wait, no, that was Guardians.
2: This Guardians too It's like yeah, very much Guardians like father too. son. Yeah, it allegories. was very yeah,
1: it was very father son, and mm-hmm. we realized that yes, like Rocket is you know putting up this front. So yeah. is he going to soften up? Right. Is he going to continue being a little jerk? We yeah, see yeah. him
2: a lot with Rhodey in these trailers, so I'm excited oh. to see if they really connect.
1: Yeah. Dude, he's going to call him out. Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to call him out on his bullshit. I want your armor. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. I want your legs. Yeah. <laughs> like, please,
0: oh, no. no. <laughs> they were already taken once. Oh. Uh, but speaking oh, of Guardians man. of the Galaxy, holy I did that on purpose. shnikes. This was very, very, I don't think anyone was anticipating this to happen at all, let alone this week when they dropped this uh, crazy endgame trailer. James Gunn is officially coming back to write and direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yep. Holy smokes! Uh, This is. uh, I I was sort of skeptical about it. I had always hoped that they would do this. I had always hoped that Disney would come to their senses and he would go off and make the Suicide Squad movie. And then at some point, throughout the process of him making that, they would say, "We made," you know, obviously not admitting this publicly, but saying to him. We made a mistake. Let's discuss it. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. We want to have you let's come back Let's make and do amends most importantly. Yeah. Like let's, let's, not lose. let's
1: not lose our Drax. Let's not, you know, have people be upset. The cast was very outspoken yeah. Yeah. about yeah. the firing yeah. of James Gunn. You know who else is outspoken? Mm, Hector who? Navarro. Hector Navarro, very Jeez. outspoken. So Dude, the soothsayer. I cannot <laughs> when I heard this, my mind just exploded. I was like
2: how, how whoa, long, whoa, whoa, whoa. How long ago did he predict it?
1: I mean, he's been talking yeah, about it he's, for months. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's been talking about it for a while, but he yeah. straight up said this was going to happen yeah. or what he would like to happen, really and i don't, I don't it, know. Came little, it came a little
0: it came a little earlier than he was anticipating he thought yeah. he was any gonna, of us were anticipating. yeah he thought he was gonna it was gonna come after the release of endgame yeah.
2: i bet though like with all the kind of new talks because you talked about it last week because mm-hmm. i watched the episodes um <laughs> thank you you. <laughs> you talked about um the new suicide squad mm-hmm. and the the changes that were happening there eaters right. elba i bet you 10 bucks disney's sitting there being like idris they got idris what are we gonna Oh we
1: gotta get him back. Yeah. He's, he's,
2: yeah. he's he no, he's he's making good choices. Oh, we need him back to make yeah. some more good choices yeah, for Joe. us. Because I firmly really believe this and I'm happy to talk about it and whatnot. I felt like after Guardians came out, all the Marvel movies had kind of been uh, similar in structure, similar in tone mm-hmm. after Guardians came out, mm-hmm. it felt like, oh, we can be funny and have serious moments. Right, right, right. And that's when you start to see this new kind of like, there's comedy, but there's also action, there's heart, and mm-hmm. this perfect blend of it. And I think that's because uh, James kind of knew what he was doing. So yeah. I feel like, too, it's like, <coughs> why are you going to take away that? Bring him back. Yeah, yeah. I, mean,
0: I feel yeah. like he's telling stories from the heart, too. Like, he really gets the characters, he's very invested right. in those characters right. and their stories. And at the core, that's kind of what the Guardians of the Galaxy is about. It's about family and relationships
1: within a family. Guardians Two is very much about fathers and sons, you know. Guardians Two is very much about people doing bad things, yeah, making amends, yes, about them, yeah, and being different people. Exactly. That was Yondu's story. Exactly. And that is James Gunn's story now. Like yeah, he's and he's trying to prove that he's not a, he's not the
0: guy that he used to be. Exactly.
1: And I think like.
0: I don't really think we need to go into exactly like what happened because we all know what happened. We all know the tweets that James Gunn had written years ago. And I think this is something and this is something that quite a few people that we talked to about this have said, you know, Cameron included, has always said, it's like the Internet refuses to allow people to grow and to change. Right. Sometimes. Right. right, And that can be really bad. It's detrimental. It's detrimental. And detrimental. and, And it's not like James Gunn you know, kept his tweets hidden. He's discussed this openly. He's apologized yeah, for Yeah, it. it's not
2: like he's saying, well, you guys need to chill out. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's yeah. Not, not doing... You're
1: over-exaggerating. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's n- not doing he's that. He's not downplaying what no, he said. He exactly. He apologized. He accepted it. He, he apologized, he's apologized for He's trying to it, be edgy. And he's trying to move on. Yeah, exactly. But people, for some reason, won't let it down. Well,
0: I mean, and I think that there definitely were agendas to... to unearthing those things and trying to get this guy fired because of his political opinions and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, Which is just,
2: I don't know, for me that's so frustrating too because like there's other people who should definitely not be working in this town anymore for a number of reasons, yet they still get second opportunities at other studios. Mm-hmm. And it's just frustrating, yeah, when it's like someone who's, yeah, you know what, I said those things, and I apologize because I was a different person back then mm-hmm. and I've grown over these years. Yeah, And that happens to that person, but yeah. like for these other people, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's yeah. frustrating. So, and I guess uh, what had happened was Alan Horn, who's the chairman of the Walt Disney Company, has had multiple meetings with James Gunn, they've talked about it they've talked about it and they've talked about it on multiple occasions that's kind of why Disney stayed quiet about it they didn't really want to address it Kevin Feige has stayed pretty <coughs> quiet about it he's sort of skirted around the answer as much as he can mm-hmm. they did talk about how they're going to use James Gunn's script that he had written um, and yeah it seemed like nobody really wanted to address it and touch it there were rumors that Taika Waititi were, was possibly going to replace him and direct it Adam McKay apparently Disney actually didn't see any other directors and again that could be a complete lie, but as far as we know, and as far as the article said, they did not meet with any other directors. They always the intention was to always hopefully bring back James Gunn. I think for Disney it was more of like, well, we reacted, we made a decision, we need to sit on it, we need to let it play out, we need to figure mm-hmm. out what how we're going to sort of rebuild this relationship and narratively to the public how we're going right. to rebuild this right. thing. So apparently they had meetings for months, and and Alan Horn, I believe it. Yeah. Alan Horn was. I don't want to say impressed, but he he liked the way that James Gunn sort of handled the whole situation publicly. He didn't throw anybody under the bus. He sort of accepted it. Right, right, right. And for them, I guess, as a company, they looked at that and they said, okay, cool, you handled this well. So we can we can
1: justify having a conversation to potentially bring you back. Like a person who learns from their like mistakes. And is genuine apologizing. Yeah. And is genuine and is really Who'd apologetic. Have Who'd have thought? Hey, yeah, you know, maybe don't listen to assholes. Yeah, you know, maybe, right the maybe. The more you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So, and I know a lot of people yeah. were asking like, okay, cool, that's great that he's going to do this movie. How does that affect the Suicide Squad? So part of the thing that sort of made the whole thing complicated was when he signed on to write and direct Suicide Squad, that automatically pushes Guardians somewhere beyond the original intended date, which I think it was originally supposed to come out next year. But because the Suicide Squad comes out in August of 2021, mm-hmm. we're not going to see a, sui- uh, a vo- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 until I think at the very earliest. I think the very, very earliest it's possible is in the fall of 2022, a year after Dang. Suicide Squad comes out, or in early 2023. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, I think... If he's going to be as devoted to it as he was with Guardians 1 and 2, this is a, a director who's in there in the edit bay every single day, visual right, effects, right, right. post-production. He's not in every w- facet of yeah, this movie, he's Yeah, he's not going to want to put that on the side and then go direct in the day and then go yeah. working on it. I, I mm-hmm. don't think so. So it's a good thing that they were able to work that out so he'll be able to do both movies. Yeah. He's the first director in the MCU who will complete a trilogy, which that's pretty rad. <gasps> no way! Um, and honestly, if these movies were coming
1: out back-to-back... I would buy a ticket for a double feature. <laughs> oh yeah, because it would be all so day sick. long, all day It'd long be in so the theater. Sick. Yeah, be I'd be amazing. so happy. You know what? I hope he Peter Jacksons it and makes two movies at the same time, That'd like be oh my back God. to back. Oh my God. Like Peter Jackson <laughs> made his trilogy all yeah. back to back to back, mm-hmm. and sometimes interweaving like the things that they had to shoot so oh man I wouldn't like I were two I movies be in the same universe that'd be incredible <laughs> well maybe not that yeah but like the fact that you like if you really really wanted to and I'm not trying to put pressure on yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. like do to do anything but in my world he would be like you know what dudes let's let's do this let's do these <laughs> movies back to back yeah this movie needs to come out when it needs to come out because I have a very specific plan that I want to fit into the current MCU and yeah. where the MCU is going yeah because think about it like I hope this pause isn't to the detriment of what's happening because Mm -hmm. there might be things happening in these next couple movies that might have really affected the Guardians. We don't know. We won't know until we see the movie. So That's a good point. And whatever,
2: what's going to be the next uh, phase, Phase. building up to the next big event, are the Guardians going to be a part of that event? Yeah, are they even
1: there? Like, Are we going to shoehorn them into something that they shouldn't be shoehorned into? Yeah, I don't know. And and Kevin Feige sort of talked about how there really won't be a – Phase four, it will
0: be sort of the next generation of whatever the Marvel Cinematic Universe evolves into. Okay. So it's it's not really going to be like – people are saying it's phase four because there's some movies and things already announced for it. mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's not going to be a phase four in the sense of like, okay, cool, now we're building to the next thing. To the next art. Feige has said we are kind of need to go in a different direction than building bigger. You can't really go bigger than Thanos now. You need Mm, to do something that's more personal, more small scale. And then eventually, at some point, rebuild back up to that. I'm
1: telling you, dude, Doom needs to come
0: back and. Oh, don't worry, we're gonna tear talk everything about up. Doom. I know we, we will talk about Doom. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but uh, let's should we hear about what uh, James yeah. Gunn said or what Hector <clears throat> said?
0: Uh, let's let's <laughs> let's hear what James Gunn said first. <laughs> okay. So James Both Gunn said. Okay. <laughs> uh, James Gunn said, "I am tremendously grateful to every person out there who has supported me over the past few months. I'm always learning and will continue to work at being the best human being I can be." I deeply appreciate Disney's decision. I am very excited to continue making films that investigate the ties of love that bind us all. I have mm-hmm. been and continue to be incredibly humbled by your love and support. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Love to you all. James Gunn. Uh, yep. This is great. That's I mean,
1: heartfelt. That, I, I
0: feel his emotions totally. throughout that. Like, I, mean, I, again, I, lo- I love it. I think he has convinced the audience through press junkets
1: and any sort of interview he does about Guardians of the Galaxy that he – Loves those characters deeply. They're his babies. Yeah, they're his babies. Uh, Zach is opening my dinner, by the way, in case Ooh, you. Yum uh, yum. <laughs> 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 he bought dinner for all of us. Oh so my you gosh, that's know. so nice that's of you, so nice Zach. Nice. Thanks. Can put the book Zach, you're the, in the, the best. Bridge. Thank you. Uh, you only have one job and you're buying food for the entire crew. Thanks, buddy. It's so, <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> so helpful. Awesome. Uh, Why isn't the red light on? Yeah, <laughs> oh <laughs> <no>. <laughs> nice. Um So even though Hector's not
0: here, he's in New York. He did record a little video because everyone was asking him what his opinion was about this whole thing so he recorded a video we're going to play for you now it's a little long because you know how hector is uh but we'll play for you now (laughs) and then we'll wrap it up we'll talk about the next topic so here you go i almost
3: spit my water out what's up y'all excuse my hair i just got to my hotel i just got off of a plane i'm in new york city and i wanted to make this quick video to send to you guys uh what's up adam what's up Augie? uh to to you guys can share so James Gunn is going to be doing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and I'm super, super happy for two reasons. Number one, I love those first two movies. I love the direction, the vision from the writer and from the director. I love what Nicole Perlman did for the first Guardians of the Galaxy and what James contributed or changed or whatever it was that he did to get us that final product. I also love the final product of just James Gunn, to uh, writing and directing Volume 2. I love those characters. I think that they have so much heart. They've become the heart of my favorite movie franchise of all time, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's it's awesome. Um, so I'm excited to see him complete his story and whatever he wants to do with those characters. And he you know, set up stuff at the end of Part 2, Volume 2, that we're going to hopefully see in Volume 3. So I'm super excited about all of that stuff, man. And I'm also excited because it feels like a... It feels like a a step in the right direction, especially with, especially with what just transpired in New Zealand, and how that uh, tragedy has a relation to how people have been um, uh, radicalized on the internet, and I think that it's separate, but there's a similar it's they're separate issues, but there's a similar um, tendency to uh, to 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 like look at what's happening where people are are creating online spaces to go after uh uh, uh, politicized people and and it's in bad faith and it can it can be dangerous and in this case their attempt there was a group of people that wanted to get him fired i believe for reasons that were not Actually, good. Which is like, I'm very offended. I'm very offended, and I don't like the the jokes that he made. And I think that he shouldn't be working with a company that, that does family projects. And I didn't believe that those people were truly, truly offended. Um, I believe that it was because he was a a he's he's he was outspoken against um, a a conservative uh, base in in the United States, um, and the the current like presidential administration. That's what I believe. And I think that it was a very dangerous precedent to have a big company listen to a small group of people that were that were talking about this and, and listen to them as if they were coming from a good place. And all of that stuff was really, really scary to me. It was really scary. And I thought that this was maybe going to happen again after James Gunn went and worked for another company and, and this sort of controversy sort of smoothed over I'm very very happy that it that this announcement or news or whatever came earlier I think that that's great um and I was thinking I was like why why is it is it so early why not wait until after but at some point that news would have gotten out like it would have gotten out because that's just how I imagine these deals have to work where they need to book this creative person for you know a few of a while from now and then after that for a few years to finish out this thing so the news would have gotten out so um I'm really happy, man. I'm really happy for those reasons I think that it's uh that 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 it'll make that the that movie will make a lot of people happy and that's really good and hopefully all those people that maybe lost or had to postpone their work working on part three will be able to come back and do it not just actors and stuff but like you know concept artists all the way to like set builders and stuff like hopefully they can come back and 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 it all works out with like that huge company schedule and everybody will be able to see a movie soon and i'm very very excited but now i gotta go do more superhero stuff in new york because my life is superheroes and it's great i'll see you guys later bye So there you go. You have
0: Hector's thoughts on what he thinks about this whole thing of bringing back James Gunn for Guardians 3. I'm super excited about it. I'm very happy that that this has happened. The one thing that has not happened yet that I'm surprised is (coughs) we we haven't really gotten statements from too many of the actors involved with Guardians of the Galaxy. Tom Clementine
1: and Karen Gillen are the only two that I've found that have said anything about it so far. I don't feel like it's necessary. I feel like it very much speaks for itself. And this Mm -hmm. is a very... I, I feel like the time for them to rally behind James Gunn was when he got fired. Yeah, he's back. Like they did this, their duty. let's let's give it to James. Let's let him speak on it. And it would be great if people, uh, other people, commented. But honestly, I feel like I don't need it because yeah. this is very personally his thing. You know, like. It's, we're probably going to hear something. Sure. But, you know,
2: oh, some yeah. Point, really l- yeah. Who knows if it's like a PR thing, if they're uh, writing the right, right wording right, right. to support him. Who knows? Because I remember when it was first announced, like, oh, they're going to let him go. They yeah. had a whole cast letter that they wrote together. Yeah, so exactly. who knows if they're going to do that exactly. again? Exactly.
1: So I, like, like I said, I don't think it's absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. It would be very nice. Yeah. Uh, but... Let James Gunn own it, dude. That's this right. is this is his big win. That's let's right. let's That's keep right. it going.
0: And you should be excited. You're getting two superhero movies from the same director in two different universes probably a year apart. I am very excited to see Guardians 3 and, the and Suicide, Squad. Suicide Squad. I'm That's gonna very be awesome.
1: interested to see what Suicide Squad is going to be. Same.
2: I'm so like it's Jeez. it's so fascinating. Do you think he's going
1: to go like Completely opposite? Is he going to bring some of that Guardian's charm to these characters? Oh, 100%. Is he, is he going to make us hate these new characters, but also like love their stories as to what he, they're doing.
2: He's so good. He has such a I think he's the most perfect person for that project cuz it's like who's a director who can take a ragtag group of like people that are no, not absolutely. super likable yeah. and put yeah. them together and then man they're amazing. This yeah. is his
1: <laughs> wheelhouse. Like totally. if there is any <laughs> it's character <his> type. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is what he does. Like <laughs> this is he brings the ragtag group together and makes us love them. But at the same time Suicide Squad isn't necessarily to make us love those characters. Sure. You know, like these are evil people and I don't know, is he going to like, like just really nail in the fact that these people are not likable and mm-hmm. you should not like these people, but right. they're working for the greater good. Yeah. Whereas like, these are people who, hey, look, they look like assholes, but they're really <laughs> nice once they like play yeah. together. You and know, one's it's, a
2: tree. Yeah. <laughs> one's a tree
1: and then one's a, you know, raccoon who doesn't know he's a yeah, raccoon. Yeah. And so it's, it's going to be really interesting, especially... With these movies, him jumping from one production to the next mm-hmm. right after it. You yeah. know? It's gonna be really interesting. He's writing to and both. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see his headspace and where he's gonna go. Yeah, I, I think you can kind of equate
0: it to something like Heath Ledger's Joker, right? Yeah. You love that character, yeah. you love that actor yeah. playing that role. You recognize he's a very bad, bad person. Exactly. Who thinks he's justified in his actions. You'd love to hate him. Exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think James Gunn can bring that to a lot of those squad members. I and think like so. even a character like Floyd Lawton, he's not necessarily just a bad guy. Like right, there's a lot right. of depth and layers to that character that I think the first Suicide Squad didn't get a chance to explore that I think he can explore. The backstory right, right. of Floyd Lawton. Exactly. How he kind of came to be without right. having to show it to us. Right. But for us to really understand the emotional impact that had on his life. Yeah. And yeah. further exploring, you know, uh Harley Quinn
1: right. as a character too. Exactly. You know <laughs> <laughs> you have issues with Harley well, Quinn? No, I just oh. think
2: I just think she's such a fascinating character, yeah. having been originally created for the animated series. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we absolutely. haven't really had this yeah, kind of. We've no. had a few, and we've had comics, but like in a, and we've had Movies, the. I think yeah. we've had the animated. What was it? Uh, we the video Quinn, games. Yeah, yeah we've had video the games. She's been, yeah. yeah. she's been mm-hmm. in comic books. I like she's see, an endearing character. I really want to see. Yeah, an actor like really too. Like especially, I think we're gonna get that even more in uh, Birds of Prey oh, and the. Yeah, Fantabulous of Emancipation
0: reason. of One Harley Quinn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Harley, Harley Quinn is in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: and yeah, I'm so excited to see all the different kind of facets in, of this character yeah. in all these different films. That,
1: yeah. as yeah, I, I, I love that point, but also the tone. Is the tone going to change from, is he going to go Ezra Miller route or is he going to go new direction of the DCEU? Because our next topic, yeah. what oh, is that, Adam? Oh, Tang. <laughs>
0: to answer your question firstly, though, I, I, I think that there's an opportunity. Because there are tonal things about the first Suicide Squad that work other things that don't work. Yeah. I think he'll embrace sort of both. I think you're mostly going to get something that is more in the lighter-hearted tone. But I think when the
1: drama and the seriousness and the impactfulness of what they're doing hits, I think it'll hit hard. Right, so. I, I, and I agree with that, and I feel like if there's any movie that has a perfect excuse to go dark would be a Suicide Squad yeah. movie. It lends itself just it, it, it's, yeah. Yeah. by nature. It lends itself because these people are, you know, on the, on the, on the other side of the yeah. law and, yep. you know, yep. all this stuff. But what's our, what's our buddy Man, doing? Man, this uh, next topic is very,
0: very interesting. This literally happened, this news broke probably an hour before yeah. we started recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Ezra Miller is writing The Flash, <laughs> I'm gonna let that huh? sit there for a minute. That's what interesting. Uh, so Ezra Miller apparently has enlisted the help of Grant Morrison, famous comic book writer, mm-hmm. to help him crack the flash script that is in development hell. Development hell. This movie was supposed to come out in April <laughs> of <laughs> this ye- last year. It was supposed to come out in April of last yeah, year. Yeah. Uh, has not has not moved at all. They yeah. brought in a new director, a new set of directors, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who co-wrote Spider-Man Home. Uh, Yes, Spider-Man Homecoming Mm -hmm. to crack the script. And apparently they are now having some sort of creative issues with Ezra Miller because they are trying to go in a more light hearted tone that sort of embraces what they've done now
1: with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) And which it has been stated that maybe that wasn't the best direction to go in by what's his name? Uh, Uh,
0: You're talking about the original sort of like dark.
1: Yeah, 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 remember they said that maybe that wasn't the right direction to go in. Who said that? The, uh, the, the CEO of Warner Brothers. Kevin Sujihara. Yeah, Sujihara said mm-hmm. that, hey, we're going to embrace these different directions that movies are going to go in. Yeah. So he, what does he want to do, well, Adam? not only that, I mean, I mean,
0: Aquaman has made over $1 billion <laughs> the box office. And yeah. I wouldn't say that it's the best written movie. Clear, it's not. No. It's just not the best movie. <laughs> no, but the thing that I love about it is that it's just so entertaining and yes. lighthearted and fun. Jason Momoa just sort of gets to be Jason Momoa as yeah. Aquaman, and to me, I think that does. Uh, I think that's a positive thing for the yeah, movie. Absolutely. Instead of trying to force these movies to be something that they're kind of not. Now the comics have gone all over the place. They've been dark. They've been light. They've been this. They've been that. Mm-hmm. But I think generally mm-hmm. people have a sort of a general understanding of who these characters are. The yes. tone of these characters. Yes. Everyone like wants everything in DC to be like Batman when everything is sort of the opposite of that. I mean,
1: yeah.
2: there's the Ding Dong Super Friends. <laughs> like, that was a series, you guys. Yeah, that's the
1: official name, too. The Ding, <laughs> ding Dong, dong the super, friends. super Friends. I mean, Everybody knows I mean, that.
2: yeah. Like, these characters have seen every tone yeah. imaginable. I mean, I think my favorite iteration of all time is the animated series that came out in the 90s. I thought mm-hmm. those two really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the Justice League. Yeah. The Justice Unlimited, League, yeah. Batman the yeah. Animated Series, oh, yeah. uh, Superman the Animated Series. Batman Do a Golden great Age. job. Golden Age. Man, yeah. DC killed it in the yep. 90s. Did a great job balancing heart, drama, hilarity, and art for kids. And that was just for, like, kids. Uh,
1: I would not say that's for kids because that is probably the best example <laughs> of a coordinated, collaborative universe of comic book superheroes yeah. ever. I still think that's the example that everybody should be following, as far as that goes. Yeah. But sorry, continue.
2: But yeah, like I'm so <laughs> curious to see because also we've had a pretty successful flash show. Yeah. And like right. it's
0: it's tapered right. off a little bit, but it started out so strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, like are we going to pull from like ideas from that? Are we getting it from the success of that or?
1: They, I mean, they've been what very clear do? that their TV stuff is nothing yeah. near their universe. Totally. And, and I think, stuff. like,
0: they've already established that this Flash exists. I don't think you need to do an origin story. I think you don't.
2: Can, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just getting excited. This is this is this is my life. <laughs> I'm I'm also Hector. <laughs> um, no,
0: all I was gonna say was I I, I think they understand that. Um, they don't necessarily need to do the Nora West story of how she was killed, right, reverse right, right. Flash, all that sort of stuff. I think you can explore other stuff and then deal with that later on. Once you let The Flash have a Flash movie where it's about him.
1: Yes.
2: I think you could do, like, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming setup. Already have a character, yep. similar to Black Panther. The, the origin story that is character, we already know the character, we already know their powers. Right. Here's them being tested on a new right. level that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Bring in the trickster. Yeah. Bring in oh Mark Hamill <laughs> voicing, or <laughs> just playing <laughs> the trickster. He's so great. Bring in that crazy villain. I wouldn't
1: be against that at <laughs> all. Yeah. Maybe if they had, like, a super evil team that he was on. You mm. know, like, that would be great. But I feel like Flashpoint uh, – I'm sorry. Flash lends itself to the Flashpoint storyline, right? Yes. That Flashpoint storyline should be the Thanos event of that universe. Like, that is that is what it should be because it changes everything. But at th- Greg Morrison in to help you write it, though. Woo! <laughs> Real kooky. <laughs> it's going to get strange, yeah. But at the same time, you don't have to follow it exactly. But this is Ezra you know? Miller we're talking this about. Is, That's yeah. like – those that's two peas in a pod. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, like, I feel like, the, the, I feel like the Flash kind of going rogue. I feel like it's going rogue at this point with Ezra Miller kind of taking it in this direction mm-hmm. and just saying, "No, I like the original direction it's going in. We're going to stick to it." Uh, it feels very uh, short-sighted and not very well thought out. Uh, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> don't speak at. Don't speak all at once, please. Sorry, please. Sorry. No. No. It's okay. <laughs> What? <laughs> what are you it gonna just, say? It's just the
2: Flash. Is this? It's really hard because it's like the Flash has always been traditionally this kind of wisecracking goof kind of.
1: Yes,
0: sometimes light, the, the Wally, the, the, Wally West. The, West. Yes. the Wally West. Yeah, yeah. The, Barry the, the Justice Barry Allen was pretty like
1: pretty much straight. Justice League Unlimited, 60s. Justice League. 50s. that's that. But that's the one I want to see though. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I fell in like love like with. A Rosenbaum yes, Wally West. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's the one I want to see. But at the same time, the versions before him weren't always that wisecracky. They were pretty straight edge, like straight. You know, as straight as he can run. Yeah. Uh, but what also the other thing as well is that the the speed force is all encompassing of like. So there's different, you know, thi- I guess different forces in the universe yeah. and uh, like the, the Green Lanterns, they they cover emotions and things like that. And it's a very powerful force altogether. But the Speed Force is even intertwined with that. Like, the Speed Force can interact with with everything that the Green Lanterns are doing. It can interact anywhere at any point of the universe at all times because it's interwoven into everything, which is why he can have such big implications on everything he does. He can time travel. He can mess with stuff, hence Flashpoint. Mm -hmm. He can do that in other ways and other things that haven't explored in other stories. I feel like Flash going rogue is not the right direction to go (coughs) in because there's bigger implications that can make your universe so dope yeah. and 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 it can make so many people so involved into this but this seems like i said short-sighted and <laughs> yeah and and out. it's
0: and it's tough because like we literally do not know what his story is going to be we also don't know the the story that John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein are making it could be the same story in two very different tones how does that work? Or is it two <sighs> very know. different stories? Yeah. Because first it was a Flash movie, then it was a Flash Rebirth movie. Then yeah. we speculate they're going to use Rebirth to reboot Batman and bring in a new right, actor. Right, right. They've completely scrapped that. Now it's supposed to be kind of a... We hear it's, it's potentially going to be another origin story. So we don't know. The one thing that I will give Ezra Miller credit for, if you are an actor who is so passionate about a character right. that you're right, willing right, to right. jump in behind the scenes to help figure out what the story is and to get it done to get it on track that's commendable to a point yes because i don't know how skilled ezra miller is as a writer i've never seen any of his work yes on film and writing so it's hard to say granted you do have grant morrison but comics we've talked about so much comics and movie scripts and those types of stories Uh they're different like you're not doing a a page-to-page translation adaptation. and adaptation yeah. like yeah. you are taking especially yeah. the character like the flash who is so old at this point <coughs> right oh, God, <laughs> wow. God. you are you're taking so many elements <sighs> from, is me. from like 50 years of, of history <laughs> and figuring out how to tell the best story and yeah. i don't know my hope is that these two will be able to to crack something that they agree on right the studio agrees right, on right, right. the directors agree on and say okay cool yeah we have that we have the basis we have the groundwork uh-huh. here's how we move forward
2: if I may bring video games into the superhero conversation. Oh, yes. And
1: please add several coughs into it. As <laughs> <laughs> yes, right into the <laughs> right microphone. Right into hands, the microphone, please. Because I'm a
2: horrible person. <laughs> I think, yeah, you're right. It is commendable. However, I do agree. Sometimes it's it's. – I'd be curious to see what Ezra, uh, Ezra right. Miller's writing background is yeah. because you have a game, like another game kind of in a similar situation, Venn diagram, Kingdom right. Hearts. Right. It was written and directed by a uh, a man uh, Tetsuya Nomura who was the character art designer for Final Fantasy. Okay. Yeah and then he wrote and directed a game yeah okay and it's, the plot elite, gets yeah. a little like, the plot has the plot of kingdom hearts spans across so many different games is is very hard for those who are not playing the games to yeah. to wrap yeah. their heads around <laughs> and so it's it's one of those things where yeah you commend this person for having this creative idea mm-hmm, blending mm-hmm. these things together but also it's like yeah you also well you can have creative ideas you also need the writing chops to deliver yes. these stories yeah. to to their fullest potential yeah.
1: mm-hmm. and who's to say like we don't know What his extent his experience, how how talented he is. Yeah. He might be a virtuoso filmmaker. Who knows? Who knows? What if he? All is, he is knows so he's loves crazy. crazy. Yeah. What if he is so driven, and his his idea is so? What if he's like Hector, but we don't know? Right. You know. And exactly. His idea is just so ingrained in his head, and he's like, I have to do this. Yeah. He's like, I know this isn't the direction that this movie that everybody else has decided it wants to go in, but this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Like, maybe he could give us something amazing. But these initial reports sound like somebody who's more frustrated rather than like coming from a place of like, I need to tell this story. Yeah,
0: and I think, you know, the D C films have taken a turn. They're going in a different direction. I think you either need to kinda kinda get on the boat and just do it and play ball yeah. or if you're not happy then I think it's time to move on yeah and they're saying Ooh, they're calling him out yeah uh, you know he's never gonna watch <laughs> this anyway but you know he, he basically has so right now he's in a he's got a, a town hold on him until May so basically if that expires he's basically on a retainer okay. and if, if nothing sort of comes to fruition by May they could part ways and they could end up recasting the role or okay let's say next week they turn in a draft of the script and they don't come to an accord on whatever they're gonna make mm-hmm. He could choose that. He's like, okay, great. I don't want to make this I movie tried. anymore. I yeah. tried. I did my best. Mm-hmm. I would rather step away. Similarly to what Ben Affleck did. Ben yeah. Affleck says he couldn't yeah. crack the story. He couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So he decided, you know what? Let's have another filmmaker come in. Let's stop delaying this project. Let's let Matt Reese take Do over. Do you
1: think he's doing this just so he can get out?
0: I don't don't know. I I would hate... Oh, man. Oh, that makes me Uh, sad. Oh,
1: man. I don't want to go down... What if he's like, guys, I tried everything I could. I want to tell this story, Uh, but I can't crack it. I don't know. Sorry, I'm out. I I would hate to think that
0: every single actor who's now playing a superhero at DC, him, Henry Cavill, (laughs) Ezra Miller, Ben Affleck, I would hate to find out that it's like... They just didn't want to do it. They wanted yeah, out. Yeah.
1: Uh, That's be- so sad because yeah.
2: those characters you like yeah. you'd think that it would be an actor's dream to play like totally. these iconic characters with so She's much a rich so history.
1: Into it he too. Loves the flash. Holy he loves God. it. Have you been to the Hall H panels where where Ezra Miller is at? I didn't when get he to know. year oh, I only God. went to Comic
2: Con for the first time last yeah.
1: year. Oh, that was your first year. That was yeah. my first year. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank I'm you. glad I was there to, you know, be there <laughs> to for not part know it. that it was your first Comic Con. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I don't yeah, and
0: a lot of people are saying, like, look at the end of the day, <laughs> it might just end up being Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot, who are the only two remaining survivors of the Justice League who move forward in this universe. And I'd be okay. It's, <laughs> it, it sucks, because like, I like Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot, yeah. but I also like Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Ray Fisher, and Ezra guys, Miller. Like, I like all those guys. It's so
2: much potential with Henry Cavill.
0: I know. And it's he lost. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I hope that they come to an agreement. I would like to see Ezra Miller f- play The Flash. I want to see... Uh, Kirstie Clemens back as uh, uh, Nora, not Nora Allen. Jones. Good Lord, <laughs> Nora Jones. What is Nora her name? What is what is Barry Allen's girlfriend's name? Jesus. I watched the show. It. It's not Jesus. It's not Jesus. Good Lord, Zach, help me. It's definitely not Jesus. <laughs> oh my God, Iris West. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you, nobody. There you, go. There you uh, go. Yeah. So I don't know. I would like to see all these all these people come back and and play these roles, but if they can't come <laughs> to a compromise,
1: then. I get it. You got to... part ways. You it's move time on. to cut ties. Yeah, yeah and, and I agree. Like, Ezra Miller's Flash, I liked it. All the little things that he did was great. Like, yeah. I, I don't think Ezra Miller was the issue with there are, Flash. There are
0: pockets of greatness in there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just like I don't think Ben Affleck was the problem with Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Cavill is definitely not the problem with Superman. So, it's just... It's it's in a weird place. Uh, yeah. It's I'm going to be interested to see what he... I wish... I could be in that room when he turns in that screen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no. Like, I want to yeah. be there and watch him, watch him just like pitch this yeah. to the fullest extent that he can. And who knows? Maybe he'll yeah. convince people. As long as they keep Jason Momoa
0: so when we go watch Lego Movie, we can get a my man every That time. was
2: the most surprising <laughs> thing in the Lego Movie sequel, Lego Movie 2, is all of a sudden you see the Jason Momoa Lego uh-huh. get on the Justice League plane and he goes, my man. And <laughs> literally we lost our minds. Also, oh, that film has, has a lot of Bruce Willis. Does it Does. really? Oh, that's right. I, saw, I, I only saw
1: the one where he's in the ducts. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I don't live here. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. not a, as good as the first, but it's But there's
2: funny. a lot of Jason Momoa in there. there. Is, yeah. what,
1: okay, so was the little star that got caught in the doorway. He's like, it's so cold. Was that as funny as it played in the in the trailer? Oh it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah okay, no. good. It has its moments. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's a little underwhelming and it's it's we we talked about it. It's like, you know, the Lego movie had something special that all of a sudden you realize that like, oh, this is a Lego set yeah. and now we're going to the real world yeah. to see their perspective on yeah. this whole thing. This you already know That that's kind of the case right, So it right, kind right. of loses that magic Oh okay And it I kind of plays it. more Like a kid's movie It plays than a lot more Like
2: a kid's movie yeah. It has a lot more Musical numbers
1: uh-huh. And well, it yeah, yeah
2: And it's always Sequels are always tricky Because you already have These amazing characters In the first one yeah, And mm-hmm. then you yeah. try to add More characters in the
1: second yeah. So yeah, those yeah, original yeah.
2: characters yeah. Don't get as much screen time exactly. Okay
1: Right exactly. on Right on Anyways, check out their review. Uh, <laughs> click here. Yeah. Click oh here. And click and here. And click on her. Some of making and me do more videos me. now. Then,
0: more no, no. videos. <laughs> they're going to demand the Lego That's right. They will. They're yeah. gonna, they're de- they've been demanding more reviews anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the, the director that Marvel got for the Shang-Chi solo movie. Destin Daniel Cretton will be directing the Shang-Chi movie. I am not very familiar with the
1: character of Shang-Chi. Zach, do you know Shang-Chi? Do you want to come speak about Shang-Chi for a second? Can, can you just drop some facts? Can you just drop drop some facts?
0: <laughs> yeah. Based on
1: based on Bruce Lee. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yep. Got okay. Some radioactive At one point he could he could rep- self replicate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's
2: right. I remember reading about him in the Spider-Man encyclopedia that I had. <laughs> I had that big she old Spider-Man. is Spider- Hector. Holy I, no, shit. I, 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 no, I, I love that Spider-Man <laughs> encyclopedia. I read it cover to cover so
1: good. All uh, I know is that I used to, I used to collect Marvel cards, and yeah. there I, I had a Shang-Chi card, yeah. but I didn't know anything about him. Here's so.
0: what's exciting to me uh, going into Phase 4 is now, because I personally I had a pretty decent understanding of characters like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and... Um, Hawkeye a little bit, Ant-Man a little bit, some of mostly mostly Avenger characters. But now that we're getting into this territory with characters like Captain Marvel, the Eternals, Shang Chi, whatever else is gonna come, uh, I it's now exploring Marvel territory that I am very unfamiliar with. We're going into the deep cuts. And I dude. like that. I like we're that going we're going into the, to the deep cuts. Huh? It, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, awesome. Exciting. Yes. it's exciting. It's exciting. We're giving opportunities to characters yeah. that like ten, even five years ago, people would have been like, ah, nobody's gonna watch this. And yeah. now people are like, yo. You see that Black Panther movie last yep. year? You see how yep. dope that was? More here's Shang Chi, homie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's an Great so. Yep. I know. Yep. Yeah, the very successful movie. Yep. I mean, they're making a whole trilogy
1: out of that. But where's, I'm very excited. My Latino superhero I, I now. Gosh. Who would you America. <laughs> America Chavez. Yeah. 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 She is an alternate version of Captain America. Um, I would love to see that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I was actually... cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's 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 already copyright infringement. Yeah. America Chavez, she's really dope. Yeah, she's Puerto Rican uh, and what else? I can't remember. Like I think either she's full Puerto Rican or like or like mm-hmm. mixed. Uh, she's Latina. She lives in New York. Uh, she's her outfit's always dope. She's yeah. always oh, wearing these, yeah. these shorts. She's, got, She's got, this got her dope jacket, ass jacket on, yeah. like some chains. Mm-hmm. She's got curly hair. Yep, She's dark skin. Yep. Let's get that in there. Come and, on. And hopefully at some point after that, we'll
0: get Bane. Oh yeah, Bane. That is not but,
1: quite. That <laughs> is oh, not quite. Not to Who quite. has his little osito? That's right. Who little osito. is you know who's huh?
0: Oh, let's not go there. Oh God! Let's let's not. Let's not go. Let's to the not. Let's talk area. about Destin Daniel Cretton. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go uh, back to Shang-Chi. Uh, I, so I've seen Short Term 12. I really, really, really like that movie. Uh, it's not his directorial debut. He actually did a short film version of Short Term 12, and then the feature version. It has Brie Larson, Lakeith Stanfield, Rami Malek is in there. It's a really, really cool story about. Teachers at like a, a teenage like a youth center basically, mm-hmm. uh, with teens who have like all sorts of issues going on in their life. Uh-huh. Uh, she plays one of the teachers, and she's surrounded by teachers oh, who are just wait, coming in. I think I saw that. Did we watch it together? I think we saw that I together. Think we saw yeah. It together. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds very familiar. Yeah, Robbie Malick was in it. It's a really really good movie, and he sort of based the movie on his own experiences. Hmm. And there's it's a the thing I love about that movie is it very much. And, you know, it's a, it's a low-budget indie film, and that's what they tend to be about character, about mm-hmm, s- mm-hmm, situations. Mm-hmm. And I love that about that movie so much. Like, Brie Larson gets pregnant. She then gets engaged. She then considers not getting married, considers having an abortion. It's very deep, and it's very, like, the, the, the character work in that movie is so incredibly we well done. We did see that. I remember Yeah, that so movie I'm movie. really yeah. excited to see that movie. He did make a second movie with Brie Larson called Glass House. <laughs> Not as equally well-reviewed. Well I have not seen it, so I can't really comment on it. Um, but he is doing a movie now with Brie Larson again for the third time. Dang. And Michael B. Jordan. Damn. A it's a
1: courtroom drama. So I'm oh, about it. I'm, wait, I'm wait, excited. wait. Is Michael B. Jordan going to take his shirt off, though? Like, uh, for real, in the courtroom. Maybe. Is he just going to, like, pap? It's based on the like, true story. Listen, so pap. if <laughs> that happened
0: in real life, maybe. <laughs>
1: no, but So, yeah, I mean,
0: I think in terms of the directing, they got someone who's very capable who's made films that are very much based around characters. Mm-hmm. I really like it, and I think that tends to be the case with a lot of these superhero movies. They pull a lot of directors, usually, not always, but usually, who have done smaller scale, indie stuff, very character-driven. Sometimes that pays off, sometimes it doesn't pay off. Um, and then the writing team is David Callaham, who is a co-writer on Wonder Woman 1984. He's done The Expendables, <laughs> the uh-huh. first Expendables. Oh, gosh. Uh, he's writing The Spider-Verse 2. Uh-huh. So he's uh-huh. doing a whole lot of, a lot okay. of projects. So I, I think... The most important thing about this story is diversity, diversity, diversity. Nobody can well, tell
2: these character stories but the people who they're based off of. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So that's what I was gonna say. You infuse say. a lot of yourself. Let's yeah. let's let's crazy rich Asians this bitch. Let's let's get <laughs> some more Asian people yeah. behind the camera on this. Because like <clears throat> yes, there's a lot of talented people, mm-hmm. but there's also lots of talented people who might be more familiar with the culture that they're trying to portray or like things that they are trying to say. Yeah. So, you know, like, let's get some advisors in there, just like um, uh, what's his name? Lalo Alcaraz. Right. So Lalo Alcaraz was a huge critic of Disney. He I think we talked about this already. So he put out. So Disney at some point was trying to copyright the actual. Mexican celebration of Day of the Day. I
2: remember this. (laughs)
1: This was like a while ago. So he put out this art, called it Muerto Mouse, right? So it was a skeletonized Mickey Mouse, like, coming, and it says Muerto Mouse is coming for your cultura, right? So it's coming for your culture. So what Disney did when Coco came out, they were like, hey, guys, to try to make amends, let's hire Lalo, who was our biggest critic about this subject, and we will get him to help us create a better movie. They could do something like that. I mean, I'm mm. not saying that there's that much drama behind a character sure. like Shang Chi, sure, sure, sure. but let's make sure the that intent. when yeah, let the intent is there, the the uh, the intent to get this character right, to not be to be to not be insensitive, to make sure that everything you are trying to portray is not the stereotype of what you think it should be, mm. rather somebody who knows what it is telling you how it should be. Yeah. Because it's frustrating. Like I know, I know, even with just Things on TV that I see that try to portray Latino culture, it's just like, yeah, I mean, I I can tell that you have Latino friends, probably. But I mean, like, tell us your thoughts on Suicide Probably, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I know you probably have a Latino wife so you can say those things. Uh, But no. So I feel like, you know, like, I I feel like we're in a place now where that is not uncommon. Like, it's not like. You have to go digging really hard or have that excuse to say that, oh, well, there's just no Asian people to hire, guys.
0: Hollywood doesn't have any. Hollywood Asian doesn't people. have any. That's not an no! excuse anymore. <laughs> I,
1: I love that that's not an excuse anymore. Though. Yeah. Like, there have been movies that have broken barriers and that, that we can say, hey, dudes, the movie's right there. I mean, it made at, a billion dollars.
0: Look at Black Panther.
1: I mean, the yeah. movie just came out,
0: all cylinders just burst through the box office. Balls to the wall. Did incredibly <laughs> well, told a very, yeah. very yeah. compelling story. And it's like, as a white man, I fell in love with those characters. Yep. There's no one that can tell me, like, I didn't relate to them because
1: I'm not black. Like, <laughs> what
0: are you talking about? Those characters you are so felt, damn good. Felt what are
1: you characters? talking about? Yes, yes, yes. I, I completely 100% agree.
2: I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. Did you see Guillermo del Toro's The Book of Life?
1: The Wait, he didn't the, uh, do Book of Life. He did. Uh, he produced it. He produced it. Yeah, but that was Jorge. Uh, Jorge. Oh. Um, <sighs> God, he follows me on Twitter. I'm sorry, Jorge, if you're watching. Um, but yes, you're fired. so I know I'm fired. Um, no, I have not seen it yet. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I have not seen it we yet. Need to do a watch. I long. have the
2: Blu-ray. I have like I have. I need to borrow it yes.
1: from. Well, I'm just gonna buy it actually because so I love good. I love. Uh, fuck, Jorge Jimenez. Is it Jimenez? I, uh, I think it's. Uh, uh, anyway, sorry if I messed up his name. He's to unfollow you. I follow him. I know. I follow him. I live by his creed, oh, which really? is the super macho. Have you mm. heard of the story of the Super Macho? No, no. So Jorge, as a kid, he grew up in Tijuana, right? And so he, he uh, sat down with his grandpa, who one of the characters off El Tigre was based off of. And oh. he sat him down, and he poured him a shot, right? He's six years old at the time. Two shots in front of him. And then, there. <laughs> and then Jorge, Jorge's grandpa goes, so now I think you're old enough to learn the story of the Super Macho and then Jorge's like oh my god oh my god he's like i'm finally like this is it like this is <laughs> this, this is this is when i turn into a man and so he's like so in mexican culture we have the macho and then you have the super macho he's like the macho is unfaithful he cheats on his women he is he is macho he's like the super macho always takes the high ground he's like he's very faithful and is a friend to the end and you know like just painting them as yeah. just like there are two different, basically telling him there are two different roads you can take. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then so he goes, and you must always be the super macho. And then he goes, Grandpa, were you, are you a super macho? He's like, he takes the shot and he goes, nope, <laughs> I'm not a super <laughs> macho. <laughs> uh, Jorge Gutierrez. Gutierrez, there you go. Yes, Jorge oh Gutierrez. God. I have yeah. the
2: art book for that film. I, lo- I, I yeah. love his art style. He's such an amazing creator. Uh, I'll,
1: um, I'll send you, I'll, I'll tweet out the, the link to that video where he, he tells, so he's giving a talk at CalArts about, oh Cool. His his style and where he came from, mm-hmm. and so that's what he opens with. And yeah. I fell in love with him, and he's just he's an inspiration to me. And that's why I feel so shameful that I have not seen the Book of Life yet. Mm-hmm. So I know, we'll I know you afterwards. can you can yell at me, <laughs> and I deserve it. <laughs> okay. No, it's just a good film that did not get nominated. I that know, year. Praise, I know, yeah.
0: I know. But I think at the end of the day, I think that exactly all the things that we're talking about right now. I think that's why it's important to have. Movies based on characters like Shang Chi, right, right? because we are diversifying not just the type of movies that we make, but we're also informing the audiences in vast ways. Right, right, it's right. It's not just about the Supermans and the Batman and the Iron Man and the Captain America. Right. It's also like, hey, learn something about another culture that exactly. that's not about you. Exactly. Because to me, I mean, as like people who love to travel, that is the most interesting thing: right, is going right, to right. another place that I don't know. Yeah, I'm unfamiliar with. Yep. I get to learn about the food, the yep. culture, the people. And if we can do that through movies right. and inspire people to hopefully then want to go out there and explore the world and, and see what's out there and create, and do things, then yeah. that, that is yeah. the power of movies. Like, that's that's yeah. the whole transformative thing about film that I love.
2: I yeah. really hope uh, if we do get a Captain Marvel sequel mm-hmm. that we introduce Ms. Marvel and then we get Kamala Khan in okay. there. Okay, okay. Because I think, I think we need even more... yeah, Agreed. Yeah. Agreed, yeah. I think yeah. Especially right. in this form. climate, we need representation even more of like yes yes yes, get these amazing characters that we have now
1: out there and I think honestly I feel like I um I feel like we're kind of derailing back to where we were but I feel like it was (laughs) I feel like getting a character like that is is very important and I feel like even though it's kind of a a huge jump to catch up to mostly modern comics um I feel like it's a very important step that Mm um I think in the long run will pay off even more than just like maybe following storylines that are just like, well, we kind of did this. So the next natural progression is this. But we I mean, there's no there's no reason why you can't add all these characters that we love and that are different and that (coughs) show you different things in in anywhere. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's just me as a brown guy. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about how one movie derailed another. Your
0: favorite movie, oh Fant4Stick. Stick. Fant4Stick. Uh, oh, Josh Trank is now at the point where he, it. where somebody tweeted, like, has a superhero movie ever not not uh, made back its budget? And he, he tweets out, hold my beer. Hold my so beer. he has oh very God. much accepted the fact that that Fant- movie was a real shithole. Good. Um, so there was a, they, an interview with Rupert Wyatt, who was one of the directors of Gambit, who has now passed on. After him came Doug Lyman, after him came another director, but he was interviewed at South by Southwest and he was basically asked, you know, what was the Gambit movie that you were going to make and why did, it never ha- why did it never come to fruition? And he basically explains that because when Fantastic Four came out and did so, so abysmally bad at the box office, Fox came in and said, we're cutting your budget. Uh, and they write, I think it was like 12 weeks before they're going to start shooting. So not only did oh. their budget get slashed, and it wasn't at $150 million like people and a lot of news sites were, were reporting. It was lower than that. So imagine if they had like a $90 million budget and that gets slashed to, you know, under $60, $50 million. Deadpool had not been made yet at that point. So it's like, okay, cool. Everybody was like, well, we have no money. Yeah. I can't like- even pay for food with this. <laughs> And they had to go back and they had to figure out, okay, cool, we need to revise the script. We need to sort of figure out how we can make the script work within a smaller budget that's, you know, however millions of dollars it was. Yep. And this movie is also supposed to be a 70s period piece. Well, start in the 70s oh. and go all the way to modern day. So imagine trying to make a a, a period piece yeah. that is not just yeah. in one time
1: period but potentially crosses multiple that adds to the budget that's as well. That's a lot I mean, of costumes. It is. That's, and that's, cars. And cars. Think about that. Well, I mean, now you can CG cars. You can, you can. but still, like, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so lot says lot Fantastic dinero. Four
0: came out, we did not, do, uh, which did not do very well for Fox. They decided to lower a budget, we were 12 weeks out, we couldn't recover, the script needed a huge amount of rewriting in order to fit that budget, and ultimately powers that beat chose not to go down that road, so the film didn't happen. And then of course, whatever happened after, after me with other directors, I have no idea. What I do know is that Channing Tatum and his producing partner Reed Carolyn had an amazing idea of what the movie was going to be, and Josh Zutner, the writer as well. It was terrific, it was a really exciting sort of godfather with mutants set in the world of New Orleans with different gangs. So he talks about that, he talks about how the movie is dealing with mutant games, what it means to belong, tribalism in this bayou-like environment, all sorts of stuff. I still stand on the side <laughs> of, I don't need this movie. Doesn't mean it couldn't be great. It could come out uh, and it could have been amazing. Uh-huh. Channing Tatum kind of is a Ezra Miller in, in the sense. He's very passionate about the character. Mm-hmm. He's very mm-hmm. involved with the producing and helping to write it. So... Now with the acquisition of 20th Century Fox going over to Disney, yes, Rupert Wyatt, even Rupert Wyatt said, "I have no clue what's going to happen with this movie." Good.
1: What were you going to say, Emily? I feel like you're bursting bursting at the seams here.
2: If y'all don't know, I'm gonna get real southern real (laughs)
0: fast. Oh, uh -oh. there we go. uh Uh-oh. Take a seat.
2: I'm from Houston. (laughs) Houston is a port city. Houston has its own Mardi Gras. Houston <laughs> has a lot of cultural connection. Houston has a Mardi Gras? Cuz we're we're only 3 hours away yeah, from New really Orleans. Close, we have yeah. a really close uh, New Orleans. After Katrina, Houston was one of the biggest places that a lot of displaced lot of people, people went, came, came to. to. Yeah um okay, okay. so w- and plus yeah we're a port so we have yeah we have a lot of seafood as well so gotcha, gotcha. um my my grandmother's from louisiana <coughs> we have a whole family in louisiana apparently our family inspired steel magnolias uh <laughs> that's another story but
1: that's another episode
2: my my big question is this <laughs> four words <laughs> Channing Tatum Cajun accent. I I don't know. <laughs> I, it scares me. I'm gonna have nightmares. I was about, about to this. try
1: one, but I was like, no, that's stupid. <laughs> I, I think can't, I can't heard, even try I've heard
2: rumors of of uh, Hector's uh Hector's <sighs> is
1: good. Hector's is really good. Because oh Hector God. can just do accents. No matter what he does, it's good. <clears throat> <clears throat> but like I, I It's I such think a you're specific
2: right. accent.
1: And for people who it's, know it, yeah. it's like oh that he's not doing
2: like, well. There's a bunch of southern accents, depending on where you are. Yes. And there's a bunch of like, uh, yeah, Louisiana Dialogues. dialects. There's yeah. all these different places have different dialects depending on if you're from Shreveport uh, and whatnot. Like, was that a Shreveport? Uh, <laughs> Shreveport. No, I'm kidding, not even gonna do it because <laughs> it's like I'm not from there. And so, wait,
1: did you have a draw when before you moved over? Here? I
2: was trained out of my Southern accent wow. in college because I said I, in Shakespeare I said "to be or not to be," uh, to, and "to, to be, be." I said "to be", be in to my. Be. Uh, professor Professor Braddock uh, He was like Emily you have to say The word to <laughs> So no, Not to t- 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 So But t- if t- I man. get If I get mad though My southern accent Does come out It
1: does Interesting <coughs> Interesting
2: <laughs> More about Channing Tatum Interesting Yeah Yeah <laughs>
1: I I'm, I agree with you Adam I don't feel like <laughs> I ever needed to see This movie whatsoever uh, they, I mean from the get go We were just like What is This coming out of Left field mm. Yeah Like we Did have some This is the character Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just like Here guys I mean, it was also a different time too. I think you can you can go back to that movie and say, "Hey, like, yeah, superhero movies had been successful." And I, I, what what else had come out at that time? Was that around like Winter 2009? Soldier time? Are you talking about X Men Origins Wolverine? No, 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 no. What I'm talking about, Phantom Four stick. Oh, that was Phantom 2015. <laughs> uh,
3: okay, that was that okay. was Avengers okay. yeah, Age of Ultron. So, okay, so yeah. Age
1: of Ultron had come out. So those movies were making money, but there was I. I still I still think there was an error about an air, not error, an air about uh, a studio like Fox saying, hey, guys, we have these X-Men. We can't fail. <clears> like, no matter yeah. what we put out, we make a bad one, make we, a good one. Make yeah, a good exactly. One, make good one. So make a that's one, why. Yeah. They're like, we have fan- fantastic four. Like, we're going to make it and people are going to love it no matter what. This time we're going to do it right. And <laughs> I feel like they were they were braver back then, like they were more willing to do it. And I feel like 2015, whatever year this came out in, was the nail in the coffin for maybe... It's a miracle we got Deadpool. It's a miracle. It's absolutely a miracle. I mean, with a slashed budget. Without they that, did exactly what they did to Without to that, we would have never gotten Logan exactly Gosh, like without the, like all those movies chained to each other so if you think about what fantastic fan four did i'm not even going to give it a proper name Fantastic that movie <laughs> fan four um so if you think about what that movie did to the franchise it was super detrimental and i don't blame them for completely scrapping yeah. this 100% which i think it just <clears> works <throat> out for the best maybe we can see channing tatum do something more awesome in another movie and not be gambit here's a question do you think this movie
0: potentially has a life post-acquisition at Disney. No. And him coming in his gambit into
1: an X-Men movie. No, because only you have like, Feige control in this shit.
2: I would, And I would even say, too, like, you, especially with uh, the X-Men coming <clears> into... <throat>
1: Uh, Disney,
2: mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta lay. Oh man, Gambit's like here's our nice couch. Uh, you gotta lay your you gotta lay your groundwork <laughs> first. <laughs> we gotta lay your groundwork with the X Men.
3: We got a Jubilee.
2: <laughs> you gotta be like you gotta be like this is the groundwork, and then we can start putting furniture exactly, in the house. Exactly. You can't just be like I'm gonna stick a sofa on this dirt and yeah, be like mm, it's yeah. pretty good.
1: It's alright. it's alright. It's I gotta mean, be cozy. It gets it's a little a dirty, match. but it's you know it's it's cool. <laughs> no, I agree with you 100. Like Gambit. He has his own comics, yes, and people he has a he has a following of behind course he him, does. but I feel like we need to lay the groundwork for mm. I think the original x men not even Wolverine, let's get beast, let's get Cyclops, let's get angel, let's get gene, and let's get who am I missing zach iceman iceman or iceman no angel, he was angel first, mm. and then he became archangel, so I said Cyclops beast gene uh professor x professor x uh an Iceman right I think that's it yeah so let's get that let's make them the X-Men like the original X-Men let's go from there what do and you then think do you think at the MCU they're going to reboot
0: it I mean we just have fir- well, I mean fir- not just First Class came out in 2011 so it's been 7 years 8 years almost I don't
1: think we're going to see the X-Men anytime soon but yeah like, but what I'm you, saying do
0: you go back again and retell
1: the origin of those characters again I don't well, the, so the origin of the original X Men. Or do you is just make them like diff- they've been hidden in the MCU the whole time? We just didn't I, know. I don't know. I think they're still trying to figure out. I think they have a contingency plan yeah. of of what they would have done with the X Men had they existed in, in the this MCU. MCU right? Yeah. They were so,
2: the quantum realm the whole yes, time. They were in, the they were they were in a buzz. Can, you, can you
1: imagine what this movie? They could had do? zero confidence and they were still training, so they yeah. didn't do anything.
2: Guys, <laughs> they were just real nervous. Right?
1: No, I mean, there's a lot of different directions they could take it. But what I'm I don't and like I'm saying, I don't think we're Gonna see the X Men anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying, in order to work up to Gambit, you have to have the grounds of the X Men first. You have to have
2: your. You have to have your foundation because you have to. You have to have the mutants. You have to. That's such a big right. part of that series um, of and of that, that franchise. Yeah all about this it's because it's a it's a parable for so many other the whole mutants and non-mutants is an is a is a storytelling device that talks about so many like serious issues yeah Yeah. and so you you can't just be like (laughs) x-men like you can't (laughs) here's here's (laughs) the
1: nice version of x-men without all the crazy you know like
2: that's what makes it so good yeah yeah
1: exactly because there there's a lot of weight that the 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 characters that have been ostracized by the public have behind them which mirrors, you know, the civil rights movement and all that yeah. stuff. And so th- you can't just present the cleaned up version of the X-Men. They're like, "Here guys, here's a guy with claws. Go have fun." Like that's not that's not what w- yeah. what I want to see <clears> at least. And I feel like it would be a good direction for the MCU, but I don't want to see that anytime soon either. Like I feel we can, we can we take are, a little break from it. Yeah, we can take a little break from it. We don't have to touch it. Uh, we I mean, if anything I would maybe like to see a Fantastic Four movie first. I feel like enough time has passed, and I yeah. hate Fant4Stick so much that I'm ready for something new to come out. You know, that's okay. It's all good. <laughs> um, I can work with that, Zach. I can work with that. It's okay. <laughs> Look, it's still, it's still working. Still got it. that, get that soul glow going. <laughs> so, so yeah, eventually, cool. eventually, eventually, yeah. Evan- mm. yeah.
0: Uh, kind of yeah. keeping on the topic of, of Fantastic Four, not Fantastic Four. good lord. Uh, Noah Hawley, who is the showrunner on uh, FX's uh, Fargo, in 2017 at Comic Con, it was announced that he was going to be developing, or that he was developing, a Doom movie a movie that didn't, didn't really deal with the doom of the Fantastic Four, the Fantastic Four-stick movie. Uh, it was going to be a bit more independent of that, and nothing has really been said about it since. He wrote a script, he presented it to Fox, and now he doesn't really know what's going to happen with that movie because as far as we know potentially on monday we are writing the, the new will be yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. confirmed <laughs> confirmed is disney has hired it's us it's in augie's contract, <laughs> yeah,
1: <that's> contract. <laughs> exactly it's in my contract right. that i have to write to the right. musical that's right that's right no so a a monday yeah but monday potentially said. we could find
0: out that 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 disney officially owns the assets of fox Th- that's
1: um, the rumor so that's yeah. the rumor so
0: we don't know uh, there has not been a green light yet on the project obviously because nobody knows what's going to happen with these characters yeah. Kevin Feige, and Noah Hawley did have a conversation about it though, which is it must have been very informal because they technically, while this whole deal is going on, mm-hmm. they're not allowed to really have those sort of discussions.
1: Absolutely because not, nothing's legal. Exactly, you can't have those conversations. So
0: if they did it in passing somewhere in an event, then that's I think it's a whole another harmful, <laughs> harmless story.
2: Um, and <laughs> just picture them across from like a, a really busy party. Hey, hey,
1: hey, Dude. Hey, Doom, hey, Doom? Doom? Yeah. Doom? Yeah. Do you, you, like, Doom? you do like Doom? Do you like Doom? You in? You, Doom? Out? No? you out? No? You like no? it? Maybe. The cape? You like the cape? <laughs> <DNA>. The blaster? <laughs> Just DM me. Yeah. The mask? The ma- you like the mask? mask? Big mask? Small mask? You want the you want want leather it? armor or you want the iron? I don't know which one. <laughs> what do you want?
2: Does it <laughs> <me? Maybe? laughs> does it and connect? then that was
1: it. That was the conversation.
0: I'm a little surprised that we actually did get a little bit of a description of what the movie is going to be. Uh, It says that he envisions Dr. Doom as a geopolitical thriller more than a standard superhero (coughs) movie. It begins with Doom putting on a dome over Latveria, those son of a bitches, the fictional European country he rules. He later invites a female journalist to be his voice to the world, meaning its protagonist will be someone without superpowers.
1: Interesting. Uh, Geopolitical, I mean, it could be okay, because if Dr. Doom wants to rule the world, we all know this, Mm -hmm. he wants to become master of the universe eventually, Mm -hmm. and he starts with (laughs) Latveria. And so those goddamn Latvarians trying to Son ruin everything. Um, and so it, it, it makes sense. It, it makes sense that it would be a geopolitical thriller. You cannot ignore the fact that he's so extra because he's very uh, he likes his chandeliers and he likes his big throne and he likes his castle. So he's very theatrical. So I'm hoping that they add that fantastical sense to him. Is
2: he going to be like this kind of modern, like lavish, like, look at this. Like
1: I'm, he considers himself as a King. Like Mm -hmm. he's the ruler of Latveria. He has a long green Cape. And in some, in some capes he has like that frilly kingly, like, you know, like border on the outside. And so I feel like you need to, like if, if doom's going to address somebody, it can't be somebody. It's gotta be a doom bot. Like, it's it's because Doom. That's how he presents itself. Place. You don't you don't know if it's <laughs> yeah. Doom or if it's a Doom bot. Um, so I don't I don't know. Like I'm I don't know what this movie was going to say beyond this. Um, but I want to see. That's why we. But you that's want why it, right? I I do a, want to do movie. A, I do want to do movie. Yeah. But I want that bombastic theatrical. Like I, he needs to have like a big voice, mm-hmm. and he needs to. But like a big cybernetic voice where he's like imposing and you he comes on screen and you're like fuck doom's about to wreck shit yeah because that's what he does so yeah that's that's what i want to see instead of maybe like a geopolitical thriller or maybe it could be a geopolitical thriller but with the drama undertones of that mix with a character who is dramatic but also very the a geopolitical part. thriller and phantom of the opera
2: I'm down. That's what I want. That sounds to good. <laughs> who, would, who, is your, who would be your dream casting?
1: Uh, I know you a, know what? On the top of the most. I I I've been thinking about that, and it's I need somebody with a big voice mm-hmm. who's kind of imposing. Um, I'm thinking John Hamm would be pretty good as Doom, because he's got the broad shoulders. Doom's got to have big broad shoulders. He's got the voice. Mm-hmm. You can't hide that ham face though. That ham face is too beautiful to be hidden. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of people who a could play A face made him. of ham. Yeah, that ham John face. John Ham's John Ham. John's <laughs> Ham's <laughs> John Ham's... John Ham's <laughs> ham. John uh, Ham's ham. But, you know, like, I haven't spent a lot of time Here thinking about it. Brian Cranston. <laughs> Brian Cranston. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I, I like it. He's he's imposing. Uh, maybe just put some shoulder pads on him. It'll, it'll be... Our 1980s I just, geopolitical Look, early. dude, when the look of Doom, when we finally get him on screen, I am going to... St- criticize it so hard which sucks <laughs> because i want it so bad but at the same time i hope they do a really good job of it but i mean if anybody's gonna
0: going to do it successfully even if this movie doesn't get made of fox and it eventually gets made and and mixed into the marvel cinematic universe i feel like kevin feige knows great the yeah, fans have been yeah. burned by the fantastic four absolutely three t- well absolutely look, I know a lot of people don't like those early 2000s Fantastic Four movies. I think they're fun. They're kind of ridiculous. (laughs) I don't think they're, they're not, you know, they're They're, not, they're they're not in line with
2: the, they're a movie of their time.
0: Yeah. Like they're not in line with the current Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like they're movies of their time. Yes. They're fun. They're entertaining. Of course, I want Doctor Doom, the current or whatever the current version ends up being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to be something that's more aligned with characters like Thanos.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, very well uh, done. I mean there's a point where, where Zach would attest to this there's a point there's just a run that happened a couple of years ago where Doom turned into God Doom like he could kick Thanos he could kick anybody's ass he basically took over the entire universe
2: kick his own ass
1: he could kick his own ass if he wanted to <laughs> twice um, so it's it, so Doom has that potential to do those kind of things uh, Doom's background is like he trained with the Ancient One like he trained uh, he found the Ancient One before is it before or after Doctor Strange found the ancient one, like back, back in the day. Are,
0: are
1: you talking about the Hickman run? No, not the Hickman run. Wow. It's like the sixties one anyway, but he trained with the ancient one. Like when he's, he's got his face burned. He went in the mountains, found the ancient one, trained in magic. Didn't like what the ancient one was saying. So blasted the ancient one. Right. And so those stories can be intertwined. Like yeah. I'm imagining sort of like a doctor strange style power set but more with tech, like with Iron Man mixed in yeah, there, you yeah, know, yeah. like he's magically powering an Iron Man suit rather mm. than like the, the, in the arc reactor right. in his chest. <clears throat> so this is what I'm, I, I have, maybe I'm the bad, a bad person to talk to about this because I have so you much have a very specific writing vision. behind this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so there, I, I'm so invested in the character and it's very, like, I know what doom is and I know what he needs to be. So if, I don't know, maybe if it falters, I'm, I might be the bad person to talk to because I'm going to be angry no matter what. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I'm hoping that they do it justice. And yeah. uh, I think, I think uh, if he's in the hands of Marvel and whatever they're doing next, I think it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't know or it'll be terrible and I'll be angry all the time.
0: <laughs> I, I just really feel like the Fantastic Four deserve a redemption. It's they they so oh yeah, so they yeah, they absolutely
1: do. Especially
2: especially yeah, since we we uh, Stanley's unfortunate passing, I feel like it's we owe it to him.
1: We we owe it to him because that was a very important creation. I mean, it's super important in his career, but it also adds a nice element to the MCU mm-hmm. like it it kind of grounds it grounds the the superheroes because they're very public uh they're they have merchandise like they sell their own toys they start a science foundation for gifted kids like if 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 they if they see a gifted kid they'll bring him and they'll say hey you can study here free like Mm. the whole the whole uh baxter building is just made for the betterment of humanity Whereas like yeah. the Avengers tower is just kind of like their hideaway. Yeah. yeah. And it's a place for Tony Stark to hide his toys. Right. You know? Right. And so, yeah, I feel like they add a really cool dynamic that deserves to be told. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I feel like now is the time to think about it not necessarily implement it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, tell us some really cool stories with maybe whatever you have coming up next. Yeah. And then throw in the fantastic four. Yeah. It has a, it has a dynamic family element
0: that right now currently is mostly presently seen in Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Yeah, but also like a direct family. Exactly. Like we we don't have the, the only direct family we have is is Hawkeye's family.
0: Yeah, and we had Quicksilver and and uh, Scarlet yeah. Witch. And and Quicksilver did.
1: Poor guy. Poor guy. Oh, he, he had to go be in that box. <laughs> 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 we couldn't have both. <laughs> no, <laughs> we couldn't <laughs> no. have the best of they both worlds. They flipped a coin. Yeah, that's right. Oh, we and get Scarlet. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah the
0: uh, divorce <laughs> oh my god but we'll see we'll see it's gonna be interesting we'll find out maybe we'll find out on monday what's gonna happen with with this merger we, we discussed potentially talking about it but we've talked about it so much i kind of just want to wait for the official <sighs> we announcement. need facts we need we facts, need facts. we need yeah. facts yeah and i think it's getting going to be a while before we even hear kevin feige talk about it publicly yeah. yeah i think comic-con potentially could be the first place where they address it well i think they're officially going to announce things like Guardians three, Shang Chi, the Eternals. Agreed, agreed. You know what they're doing on Disney Plus. I don't know if we're really gonna get too much about the Fox stuff.
1: I I don't. I don't think so. Uh, But I mean, there's also a bigger. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. A bigger thing that's happening Mm -hmm. with his merger is thousands of people are going to lose their jobs. You know what's like going to happen. That's a, that? a bigger topic of conversation yeah. that we should be talking about as well, because there's going to be people who get laid off because of this happening. Yeah. There's going to be less competition in the market. There's going to be things that aren't necessarily good for the industry mm-hmm. in, in general. Uh we get superheroes. Right? Mm. Right. Mm. Right. It's it's it's, <laughs> ugh, it's no. a double edged sword. It is a double edged sword. And I don't no. want to end the episode mm-hmm. on a negative note. Like yeah. I, I do I do want to um, focus on the fact that yes we are getting a really really cool stuff in the future and mm-hmm. we might be getting things that we might never have gotten to see otherwise yep. you know because they weren't really playing fair or yep. not even fair but just like they weren't in the same sandbox. they weren't yeah they weren't they weren't concerned with talking to each mm-hmm. other about making things work yeah, yeah, they yeah. didn't want to do they didn't do a sony deal so otherwise we probably wouldn't have gotten stuff like this that, yep. you know Makes my little heart happy sometimes. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us on this episode <laughs> of Hyperheroes. Let us know in the comments what you thought about everything that we talked about, all the topics, all the spoilers. Talk about it all. I'm interested to get your guys' opinions on a lot of the stuff. Emily, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Oh,
2: it's always a pleasure to come talk. Uh, movies.
0: Let the internet movies. know where they can find <laughs> you on social media.
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at frankly underscore Emily on Instagram, frankly underscore Emily with an extra little underscore. And you can actually find me regularly here uh, on hyper RPG on the Twitch channel. IGM, I'm your GM Emily for the rat Queens RPG <laughs> Wednesday nights at 7 PM Pacific time live. So I would love to have you come and join us. Yeah, You
0: should, you should jump over to the Twitch channel. We're doing programming every single day. There's so many great shows. Homies. The Twitch channel is killing it. You got to
1: give props to Zach and Malika. They're doing a really good job. That's right. That's right. You should. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Let's wrap this this mother up. (laughs) (laughs) What were you about to say? Uh, Mother up. Okay. Great. Great. (laughs) Guys, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll catch
0: you next episode. See you next time.